What's this up, everyone? Welcome to Coffee Conversations, episode seven, with apparently Superman, skinniest version of Superman I've ever seen, and myself, Ben Robinson. And occasionally in the background, you might see Nemo. Oh, the better half. There she is. Half making turkey meatballs with a tomato and basil sauce. I, I, I can't even. Can't even just what? put a ring on it sooner than later is all you got to say. Wow. <laughs> 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 okay, so, well, cheers first and foremost. So, yeah. Um, I'm highly jealous. I've already complained that you have the fancy Nespresso espresso maker and I don't. So I've been promised that I will be allowed one. And the mug roster, keep in mind. And it's very important. I'm happy with my mug roster. Simple, classic, elegant. Anyway, but I thought today we would talk about what's going on with, um, and I'm hearing a lot of it. I'm sure you are as well. There's now calls for people saying opening up the economy, those who are saying, no, we need to see this through and keep it closed down. And now there's, there seems to be some more scientific evidence coming out for opening up the economy. And I say that loosely because I think before it was just people were protesting just, and I don't want to say everyday Joe's, but everyday Joe's protesting. And then now it's actually some medical forums have come out saying why opening the economy is good and herd immunity and such things. What do you think? I think we got to open her up. So, well, the interesting thing is, and I'll start off with this, right? So do you remember when the people in Vancouver were doing that protest and they were saying that closing the economy kills more people, like kills more people than coronavirus will and stuff? Yeah. So, what, I don't know if they were alluding to that, but as I looked into that more, what they're actually talking about is the amount of things like surgeries and stuff that have been put off because of the hypothetical seriousness that COVID will get to. So what I mean by that is they've been putting off surgeries, reserving beds and areas and certain bays and hospitals in case the outbreak got to a certain point and they needed to be used. Hence the hypothetical side. We're not actually there yet. So in looking into this further, what I realized is they've actually been postponing and stopping cancer treatments. So chemotherapy, um, surgeries for like heart attacks and speaking as someone who had family member have a heart attack this week i mean in the uk they were in and they were like looked after within five days and so it was obviously on point there i don't know what that scenario looks like here but it's cancelling these other things and these other surgeries that a lot of them are, are getting at and then of course you get down to the doom and gloom if the economy doesn't open people are left homeless jobless foodless I, yeah i think a lot of those comments personally at least how i took them was there's a lot of people a lot more than a lot of people i think would think are living paycheck to paycheck and you can be someone that lives paycheck to paycheck if you make 50,000 a year or a million a year and the clarity on that is i think what a lot of people are alluding to with those comments because if you lose your job you have a variety of things outstanding and mounting, so on and so forth. Um, everyone has their own circumstance. Our circumstances, we've got obviously a commercial space, um, not real estate related. 
uh, through this, but um, that we deal with and have to worry about and what are our options? What are our negotiations with the landlord? What are the landlord's negotiations with the bank? There's something coming out mid-May that are, is an optional assistance point for the landlords now. But I know lots of places I've seen, we're downtown today, businesses, we know the people and those for lease signs up already. And that's like a month, maybe five weeks into this. Um, so Same those people- Six weeks. Yeah, so like there's there's that, there's that side of things. And those places, like they have improvements, they have money, they assume we have debt outstanding. If you like a lot of these places, a lot of this payroll stuff, you, even if you, you close, you still have to pay the government. So there's, there's that, there's, you've got mortgage deferrals for what, up to six months. You've got this, this $2,000 a month for four months. What happens if things go on? beyond that does two thousand dollars a month cover anyone's rent when 1850 is like a very average starting price for a one bedroom downtown mm -hmm. like there's a lot of economics behind it and i think people frown towards like you're looking at the economy like it's more important than lives but it's not it's a lot more uh i think in depth than that and with the maximum extreme of how many people have died from the coronavirus, which is of course very unfortunate, sad, unnecessary, um, and so forth. There's a lot more carnage that the living are putting up with because of it. And I think there's a lot of weight put on that in, in those statements you're referencing. Yeah. So the other one that I was talking about is there's been a lot of referrals to hypothetical what's potentially going to happen with COVID and how bad it could be rather than what the, the what it actually is actually yes saying what we've learned from decades of disease and pandemic management and whatnot but one of the interesting things that I've read was all of this money that the the government is putting into supporting those while the economy is shut down would it not be better to put that into those who are genuinely at risk which in this example I read was those who are above the age of 50 um, into protecting them and the resources for them and allow everyone else to continue and go back to work and you just have to self-isolate from those people because apparently according to the statistics it's it has a 0.01% chance of being serious in those under the age of 45 who are healthy. I think that would be a, a strong position to take now. Yes. I don't necessarily, like had we done that the whole way along with everything we've seen, learned, and, and experienced now, sure. But looking at hindsight, we had no clue what the hell this thing was when it first started. So they just said, cut everything. And they just paid everyone. But I think from this point now, we've got more clarity um, I think that makes the most sense. You can cover those who are most at risk. And we know there's definitely an, a most at risk category of the population mm -hmm. and let the other ones keep the economy going. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I remember when this came out, like there were people saying that, I mean, like 10% of the population would be, would be dead. And I think if, the new prediction that I saw today is they believe that we could be up to 
3,800, 3,880 or something deaths by May 5th in Canada, which not that 3,880 deaths is nothing. nothing of course, no one's belittling. That's 0.0001% of the population. And so it's just, I, I remember when we first were kind of going through this, it was, yeah, everyone kind of hunkered down for the worst because I think everyone was afraid if you're out, you get it and you're going to die. For sure. And I also think like putting it in the context of what we do and what we do every day, when the market, when the real estate market and not that it's the same or anything like this, but just to relate it to something when the real estate market is okay the last the 2018 and 2019 it was going down every single comment we received was the market's going to like you're going to buy houses on the west side for 300 grand absolute worst case scenario from the start it's turned it's going to zero look yeah. what happened with the stock market all these companies this coronavirus thing everyone it's going to zero yeah like everyone goes automatically they have their own triggers what the news tells them what they need to hear and then they trigger and then the mentality which is human nature i believe is worst case scenario we're going to zero and everyone's going to die or however many percent is going to die and that's exactly what's happened here when the market is going up people are spending seven hundred fifty thousand dollars on 400 square foot studios because they think it's going to be worth a million it's going to go up forever it's the exact opposite. So human nature is very much in extremes and we always seem to stay in a realistic line per se, but mentality wise, from my experience with this, with what we do for a living, looking at the stock market and the swings, it's very much everyone thinks it's going to forever. Everything's coming to zero. But I do also think there is a valid argument as well, because if you do come out of this too early, you do risk putting everything that we've all 100% yeah I want to say been working so hard for but the opposite staying at home so hard for you put it all in jeopardy and it could completely rally like they're now saying is happening in China the second wave for sure and that's why I think it's not um what we've done nothing for it's what we've sacrificed by not going out of the house um but in saying that that's why I think what you said earlier, delegate funds to the segment that are going to be more susceptible, preventative measures, and let, under circumstances, it's not just free reign again, but let the rest of the world country go back and start, start the wheel again. Because it, it, it's only, I mean, that makes the most sense all around, I, I believe. Yeah. We're going to, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Quebec because Quebec, are, and I say Quebec because I'm English. I know some of you guys say Quebec. Quebec. Quebec? Quebec? No, I say Quebec. There's a QU. You, you don't talk to me about the English language. We've had too many arguments about this. We don't have the time. Anyway, Quebec is. They've had up to, I think it's around 26,000 cases and they are starting to open up their economy from May 1st. I think that's stores that are not in malls. Like if you have an entrance and an exit that's outside on the street, you're able to open. 
civil construction projects. So that's like roads, bridges, highways. Um, and then I think from May 11th or May 14th, they're gonna start opening up other areas. To put that in perspective, we had reported in BC at the time 2000. I think those numbers could change now because new numbers got released today. Um, but at the time, 2000. So we're not opening up our economy yet. Unless Keep in mind, we were downtown today. There is road work on every damn corner. Oh, yeah. There are towers still going up. There are lineups in front of coffee shops, socially distancing to go in and pick up your coffee. Yeah. Like, it didn't close to that degree here. So that's what's going to be interesting to see. Because if they got hit that hard and they were on lockdown even more than us, what's going to happen when they now open back up? Is there going to be a spike? But I think on that note, that brings us up to our roughly 10-minute mark. The end of my coffee. I can start seeing the grains at the bottom. I say open it with guidelines. But I think what you said earlier is the best method. Instead of paying everyone blanket, let them go back to work and start making their own money again and uh, delegate those resources to the segment of the market that we know, segment of the population that we know is going to be more susceptible. Going to be most at high risk, yeah. And it's, yeah. yep, that's where we shall wait and see as per usual. Um, and we will catch you guys at episode eight. See you later.